It's a question we have all asked ourselves at one time or another. What is my purpose in life? And while we all have many gifts and desires that are unique to us as individuals, we were all created for this one purpose, to glorify God our Father. Romans 8.28 says, And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to His purpose. So in a world focused only on self, we want to shift the paradigm to be purposeful women of God. So join us as we change our focus from me to thee. Hello and welcome to the Purposeful Woman of God podcast. I'm Ashley. And I'm Tabitha. Thank you for joining us today. Today we are going to be going into our second episode of our Christmas series. Full disclosure, (laughs) we are getting this recorded by the skin of our teeth. This almost didn't happen (laughs) this week. It still may not, depending on what I have to do tonight. But uh, we are recording... And this goes live tomorrow to you guys, so um, a lot later than what we normally do because of sickness. Sickness. Tis the season. Yeah, tis the season, so much going around, but we are here Monday night. We're getting this done Yes, to get it out to you guys tomorrow. We had already planned on it wasn't coming out, but (laughs) thankfully our husbands have stepped in to watch our kids for a little bit so we can get in here and get it done. Get it done. Yes. But we're excited because we're talking about angels today and that just, it Mm -hmm. keeps making me think and the song Angels We Have Heard On High keeps playing in my head. Well, it's funny you say that because I'm an angel in our Christmas play and it's a different song. I've never heard the song that I'm singing. It's one that mom picked out for uh-huh. me to sing, but I sang it all night long last night <laughs> in my head because we had play practice last night and so much so that I couldn't sleep. I'm so over. it's another angel song. So I yeah. have been singing about angels all night long, I guess, prepping us for this. Well, at least we'll be ready for the play then. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I still can't get some parts done. Well, I guess we'll see. We'll see. But that makes me also think like, what is your favorite Christmas carol or Christmas <sighs> album? Hmm. Well, I, the first Christmas song that ever pops into my head is Mariah Carey. All I want for <laughs> yes. Christmas is you. You were singing it a minute ago. Um, <laughs> but when I think about album, I go back to Elvis and his Christmas album because mom always played it. And she's like, it's not Christmas until you hear Elvis's blue Christmas. Oh, yeah. So every time yeah. I hear that, I'm like, all right, it's Christmas now. <laughs> I have a new favorite, which I guess it's been out for a while, but I love the Pentatonics Christmas oh, album. Oh, just all their stuff. Yes. Their talent is amazing. I'd love to see that. And I concert. fell in love with the, that song, um, God Rest You Merry Gentlemen, yes. which is not really one of my favorite songs, but no. do you remember the animated Grinch? Like oh, they yeah, sing yeah, yeah. it in that one. They do. Yep. That's and the kids' favorite I Grinch. I love that version of it. It's so good. It's so funny. Good. I let Pace out of the car today and something was on some weird song and he was just trying to pop around and he left out on pentatonics. It's like, good, you can leave out on a pentatonics Christmas song. That's a good one. They're so good. (laughs) Um, so as we were planning about the different studies we wanted to do during this Christmas series, we thought about how angels played an integral part in the birth of Jesus and how there are many misconceptions when it comes to angels. But my goodness, I would have never dreamed there would be so much information in the Bible in regards to angels. According to gotquestions.org, angelic beings are mentioned at least 273 times in 34 books of the Bible. 
That's, that's a, lot. a lot of references I would to never angels. have thought that. that. No, that is a lot. So there's no way we can get to everything the Bible says. But what we're going to do is begin in Matthew and Luke and work our way from there to get into more details about these amazing beings. So remember last week, as we talked about Mary and Joseph, angels appeared to both of them. But before Mary and Joseph had an encounter with angels, a man named Zacharias did in Luke 1. Beginning in verse 5, we get to know him and his unique circumstances surrounding the birth of Jesus and then his own son, John. So Zacharias was a priest and married to Elizabeth. And remember Elizabeth, we talked about her last week as the cousin of Mary. And Zacharias and Elizabeth were old and had not had children. And his job in the temple was to burn incense while the people prayed. And in verse 11, the Bible tells us what happened. It says, And there appeared unto him an angel of the Lord standing on the right side of the altar of incense. And when Zacharias saw him, he was troubled, and fear fell upon him. Can you imagine as you're standing there and this angel appears to you? (laughs) But the angel of the Lord said unto him, Fear not, Zacharias, for thy prayer is heard, and thy wife Elizabeth shall bear thee a son, and thou shalt call his name John. The angel goes on to tell Zacharias that John will go before Jesus, making the people ready for the birth of the Lord. Of course, Zacharias is confused by this news and questions the angel. And then in verse 19, the angel answered him and said, I am Gabriel that stand in the presence of God and am sent to speak unto thee and to show thee these glad tidings. Then the angel causes him to be mute and unable to speak because he didn't believe the words of this messenger. Yeah, I thought that was that whole story is pretty crazy. It's I could crazy. imagine being mute the whole pregnancy. Pregnancy, yeah. Crazy. Then in verse 26, we see this angel named Gabriel makes another appearance in Galilee in the city of Nazareth to a young virgin whose name is Mary. And for the sake of time, we'll not read this because we did read it last week. But just to remind you all, Gabriel tells Mary that she is highly favored and blessed among women and that she will also bring forth a son and that her son will be called Jesus and that he is the son of the highest. Her son will be the savior of the world. Not only does an angel appear to Mary, but to Joseph as well in Matthew 1 in a dream, telling him that he shouldn't be afraid to take Mary as his wife because this baby that she's carrying was conceived by the Holy Ghost. And verse 21 says, And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. This angel that appeared to Joseph did not give his name, but it's highly likely that it would have been Gabriel as well, because Gabriel is known as the messenger angel. Then in Luke 2, 8 through 20, we see another appearance of the angel of the Lord, but this time to a group of shepherds watching over their flock of sheep in a field at night. And here's what the angel said in verse 10. Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace, goodwill toward men. All right, so let's talk about some of the things that we know about angels. And if you're interested in a more in-depth study, much of our information for today's study comes from Billy Graham's book titled Angels, God's Secret Agents. Billy Graham says angels belong to a uniquely different dimension of creation that we, limited to the natural order, can scarcely comprehend. 
He goes on to say they are God's messengers whose chief business is to carry out his orders in the world. God designated and empowered them as holy deputies to perform works of righteousness. According to the Bible, we know that angels are created by God. Colossians 1, 16 through 17 says, For by him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by him and for him. And he is before all things, and by him all things consist. So nothing exists for itself, not even the angels. All things were created by him and for him. Hebrews 1.14, and talking about angels, says, Are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for them who shall be heirs of salvation? Angels were not only created to glorify God, but to minister to the saints, the saved, and that's us. Mm -hmm. Psalms 91.11 says, For he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. And I just find that so comforting to know that God not only cares for us and watches over us himself, but that he has us surrounded with angels to guard and protect us as well. And, you know, this is where we get the idea of having our own guardian angel. But what's more accurate is probably that there's many angels all around us watching over us at all times. You know, I think about this with young kids, especially like toddlers, when they're learning to walk and learning. I mean, how many... We know how hurt they could get, like, in a snap of a finger. Yeah. But really, I mean, they don't that much. Like, <laughs> right. so I always have to think that there's little angels <laughs> around Just, my little yes. one all the time. You know, when I happen to turn my head and they could potentially get seriously hurt, they're like, oh. Let me catch you. You, know, or, you just think about <laughs> driving down the road. Oh, like yeah. How many times have we nearly missed an accident or something like that? That who knows? Oh, we yeah. just don't know. And I don't think we could even comprehend if God were to like, uh, I don't know, Open pull back the veil the, yeah. and allow us to see <laughs> all that is going on. I mean, it could be comforting but it also could be alarming because we'd see the probably scare us to death yeah (laughs) yeah so angels are mentioned throughout the old and new testament and when the angels appeared to the shepherds how many were there it says a host but what's a host of angels we don't really know how many angels appeared that day but numbers of angels are referenced other times in the bible Hebrews 12.22 mentions an innumerable company of angels. Psalms 68.17 says the chariots of God are 20,000, even thousands of angels. In Deuteronomy 33.2, when the angels appeared before Moses at Mount Sinai, it says he came with 10,000. And John in Revelation 5.11 says, "And And I beheld, and I heard the voice of many angels round the throne and the beasts and the elders, And the number of them was 10,000 times 10,000 and thousands of thousands. So again, I don't know how many that was, but that sounds like a lot. (laughs) It could have been tens of thousands. So you can imagine the fear that would have come upon them. I probably would have passed out. And that's what during the play, you know, mom's trying to convey to to our shepherds in the play, like, Y'all, y'all gotta be scared. Y'all were scared. You were frightened, you know? Um, but what does the Bible say they look like? And that's the thing. If we really had the right picture in our minds of what they really looked like, it would terrify us. Right. <laughs> if we saw them, I probably have nightmares of angels tonight. But <laughs> are they the cute little girls in white gowns with halos and wings like we portray in our Christmas plays? Are they the little naked babies <laughs> that are portrayed in many works of art? 
Christianity.com says angels in the Bible likely do not look like any of our imaginations. We see in Isaiah 6, 2, that it describes seraphims as having six wings, two to cover his face, two to cover his feet, and with two he flew. Okay, I mean, just... That's nothing like what we imagine it No, being no like. wonder they were all scared to death. Anytime they had encounters of angels, mm-hmm. they were scared to death. So in Ezekiel 1, 15 through 17, it describes angels as having wheels, which could be his way of describing the way they moved. He also described that they were full of eyes. <laughs> angels are spiritual beings. However, there were times that they did appear with a physical body. Billy Graham says, though God in his infinite wisdom does not, as a rule, permit angels to take on physical dimensions, people tend to venerate them in a fashion that borders on worship. We are warned against worshiping the creature more than the creator in Romans 1, 24 through 25. And I think sometimes because they are spiritual beings that angels can often be confused with the Holy Spirit, but we need to remember that angels do not indwell men. The Holy Spirit is all-knowing, all-present, and all-powerful. Angels are mightier than men, but they are not gods, and they do not possess the attributes of the Godhead. John 16, 7 says, It's the Holy Spirit that convicts, not angels. At the same time, both angels and the Holy Spirit are at work in our world to accomplish God's perfect work. Right, so here are some other interesting facts to note about angels. We do not know if they feel emotion like us. We don't know if they laugh or cry. But Luke 15.10 does tell us that there is joy in the presence of the angels when one sinner repents. Mm -hmm. And that is just, I I just can't imagine like up in heaven when one soul comes to repentance and accepts Christ, the rejoicing that's happening up there. there. Yeah. Uh, Revelation 5, 11 through 12 tells us that angels sing praises and glorify God, saying with a loud voice, worthy is the lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. Ezekiel 10 gives us a sense of God's greatness and glory through the work of his angels. Psalms 99, 1 describes God sitting between the cherubims and they were also set to guard Eden after Adam and Eve were banned in Genesis three twenty four, which describes their power. Isaiah 6, 1 through 6 talks about the seraphim praising God saying, holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And they are also described as being positioned above the throne. And only three angels were mentioned by name in the Bible, Gabriel, Michael, and Lucifer. We've already talked about Gabriel a little bit, but Gabriel is known as the messenger angel. He is known to deliver God's message of mercy and promise and appears four times in the Bible, twice as we've already mentioned in Luke before Zacharias and Mary, and may have been present with Joseph and the shepherds, but we don't really know. And he's also mentioned in Daniel 8, 16 and 9, 21 in regards to the end times. Gabriel appears in a vision to Daniel. He touches him and says, I am now come forth to give thee skill and understanding, which falls in line with what Gabriel does. He comes to Mm -hmm. bring messages to God's followers. Michael is mentioned in Daniel 12, 1 at end times, but Michael is described as one who protects and defends. This is at the end times, and he's also mentioned in Revelation 12, 7 through 12, as he leads an army in battle to defeat Satan, the dragon, and Satan's demons once and for all. 
Jude 9 describes Michael as an archangel, which could describe his superiority above other angels, possibly. Yeah, and finally, the only other angel mentioned by name is Lucifer. Lucifer rebelled against God along with other angels who fell with him. I'm going to spat off some scripture that references Lucifer, but if you want to know more about what happened in his rebellion, then you can look these verses up on your own. So Isaiah 14, 12 through 15 says, How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou cut down to the ground, which didst weaken the nations? For thou hast said in thine heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high. Yet thou shalt be brought down to hell to the sides of the pit. Want to know where evil came from? Want to know why we live in a fallen world? Not only the sin of man, but because Satan rebelled against God. 2 Peter 2, 4 says, For if God spare not the angels that sinned, but cast them down to hell and delivered them into chains of darkness to be reserved unto judgment. Daniel 10, 11 through 14 describes conflict between holy angels of God and angels of darkness allied with Satan. Revelation 12, 10 calls Satan the accuser of the brethren. But praise God that Ephesians 6, 10 through 17 describes how we can combat him with the whole armor of God. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. But no matter how much power Satan has, he is no match for our God. In one day, he will face judgment for the wreckage he has caused. Revelation 20.10 says, And the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone, where the beast and the false prophet are, and shall be tormented day and night forever and ever. So that gives us a better understanding of angels and demons. But how do we as humans compare to angels? Hebrews 2.9 says, But we see Jesus, who is made a little lower than the angels for the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor, that he, by the grace of God, should taste death for every man. Paul says that Jesus was made lower than the angels in order to die for us. But here is what is so interesting to me. He took on flesh, became lower than the angels, but through salvation, we as believers are heirs with Christ. Galatians 4.7 Wherefore thou art no more a servant, but a son, and if a son, then an heir of God through Christ. Romans 8.17 says, And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. If so be that we suffer with him, that we may be also glorified together. For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. So because he became lower than the angels to redeem us, we not the angels get to be joint heirs with Jesus in heaven one day. Um, one thing that I find interesting, though, is that through Satan and the fall of the angels, they were not offered redemption. Yeah. But when we sinned, he gave us redemption That's through right. his son. Mm -hmm. So I also just want to clarify that while sometimes when a loved one passes, we want to ascribe them as our personal guardian angel, or maybe we find comfort in believing that they are now angels in heaven. 
But I just want to clarify that scripture does not support this idea. The fact is we should find comfort in knowing that through salvation, our loved ones are joint heirs with Christ. And according to 1 Corinthians 13, 12, but then I shall know even as I am known, we will know our Mm -hmm. loved ones by who they were on this earth, but in a glorified body. That's right. So I think that we should find more comfort in that than believing that they're angels. Yeah. Yeah. And really, I don't know what goes on in heaven, no, but we don't they know probably still they have no concern with what's going on. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. Yeah. I mean, because there's a whole lot there, because you wonder if the state of heaven is, because tears haven't been wiped away and stuff right. yet, right? So, do they look down? Do, do they, they look see? down? Do they see things? You know, we don't know. Yeah. So much we do not know. So something else to take note on is that Hebrews 13.2 says, be not forgetful to entertain strangers. For thereby some have entertained angels unaware. This just serves as a reminder to us today that angels can still take on flesh. There are many accounts of people who had interactions that later were deemed miraculous, to say the least. We never know who we may encounter that could be an angel and how we will respond. Will we be hospitable and welcoming or will we brush them off? And that's what I tell my kids sometimes when they, if they ask why I did something. Or I'm like, you know what? You never know when you could be entertaining angels unaware. Right. You know, so. Yeah. Always something to keep in mind. So what's the purpose, Tabitha, for talking about angels today? Angels were significant in the birth of Christ and declaring the Savior was coming. They were significant in the Old Testament and will be significant in the end times. But while we wait, I love what Billy Graham says. Every true believer in Christ should be encouraged and strengthened. Angels are watching They mark our path. They superintend the events in our lives and protect the interests of the Lord God, always working to promote his plans and to bring about his highest will for us. Angels are interested spectators and mark all we do. For we are made a spectacle unto the world and to angels and to men, according to 1 Corinthians 4.9. God assigns angelic powers to watch over us. So praise God for his tender care and watchful eye over his children. Yes, most definitely. It's just so comforting that to know. That is very comforting. So what's the challenge for us? Respect the authority of angels, but do not misguide them for God or the Holy Spirit. Rejoice that we have angels watching over us, but rejoice more that we have a heavenly father that not only used angels to reveal the coming of our Savior, but will allow these same messenger warriors to fight for and defend the Lord in the end times. And I think that we can just be challenged by that, just to know that we have these angels that watch over us, that protect us. Um, in the interest of God, um, but really it's God that has the authority over our lives. And overall. I think that's something we don't really think about a whole lot, is right. it really? So yeah. so we hope that you learned something new today that you didn't know about angels. I know I learned a few things that I didn't know. And so we hope that you enjoyed the episode. Come back here, join us next week, because we are going to be talking about the one and only Jesus Christ next week, the savior of the world. You do not want to miss it. Remember to follow us on social media and don't forget to enter the giveaway that we have out there. It will be ending on, we'll be announcing the winner on Friday. So you have until midnight this Thursday to enter the giveaway. We'll announce the winner on Friday. That's on Instagram and Facebook. Instagram and Facebook. Yep. So good luck on that. And remember as always, a sincere desire to become purposeful women of God starts with changing focus from me to thee. God bless from our hearts to yours. See ya.